Today we have a special episode, guys. We have our guest Mike here. Uh, Mike, why don't you just start talking a little bit about who you are and, and what got you to sit in this seat right now? I'm a friend of Vinny's at work. We work together. Uh, we've known each other for about three years now. Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. It's been really nice. It's been fun getting to know each other. And uh, we just kind of talk. You know, we just uh, have gotten to know each other. And, uh, he, you know, I uh, him and I started kind of talking about spirituality one day, and it kind of went from there. Mm. So, you know, because... Yeah. Uh, over the last few years, I've had to kind of, uh, I had to kind of take a different approach to life. Um, I was not doing real good for a while there, so yeah. you know I kind of had to to start over uh, a little bit later in life, but it was okay. And yeah. so here I am talking mm. with you guys, man. That's awesome. Well, I share as much as you want to share. Obviously, this is an open space, but why don't you just start at the beginning? What what? When, well, yeah, what happened in the beginning? What's okay, so um, I'm in recovery, okay? Um, I, I'm a dual addict, drug and al- uh, drugs and alcohol. And uh, so my sobriety date is June 20th of 2017. Um, yeah, and you're proud of you that, for, though, for real. That's, it, it's hard, man. Trust it, me. Oh, I'll tell you what, man. I, uh, that, that first year is, is killer. You know, it really is. But if you can manage to hold on, if you can do the right things and listen to the right people you're okay, you know, and that, that was what I had to do, and I, I had to finally, for me, it was surrender. I had to finally sit there and say, you know what, man, I'm a lousy director, I cannot do this, I suck at this, uh, you know, my higher power is God, and so I just said, you know what, God, man, I can't do this anymore, help me out, and at first, I was very reluctant, though, um, it was, you know, I was kind of a tough nut to crack, and, uh, you know, I just finally one day I was like, you know what, man, I can't do this. Because even though I was sober, um, I tried it on my own. Now, I am in a, a recovery program, and there are certain, you know, there are things we do. And so I started having to do those. And a big part of it, actually, it's spirituality-based. And so that I had to, I had to let go and let God, man. Mm. And that, that, was, that was tough for me. Because yeah. I never wanted to relinquish uh, control. I wanted to be in control. I wanted to make all the decisions. I wanted to call all the shots. And uh, now yeah. I, I realized uh, after a while I was a shitty director, man. Yeah. I had to, I had to uh, turn it over. Yeah. And that, it kind of went from there. Uh, it was about a year, uh, year after I was clean is when it really started taking. Mm. Um, it's when I really started listening because, uh, you know, you have, like, mentors that – kind of help you out and or you know you usually only have one but if you're smart you'll surround yourself with a couple of them yeah you know because you got uh, different people you have different relationships with so when you were doing it on your own what were some approaches you were taking to do it on your own rather than like what you're getting from AA all right so basically um I wasn't doing anything that was the difference okay um I was just what they call white knuckling it so what it was I wasn't drinking I wasn't using but I was still doing the same things. I was still doing the same behaviors. I was still, it, all it was, it's uh, what's known as a dry drunk. And so basically I just, uh, you know, I was just being the same guy. Um, mm. I had no connection to, to God. I had no connection to anything. And I was still doing, like, bad stuff. You know, I was still, like, getting in trouble. I was still getting into, you know, fights and, you know. What have staying you. in that scene? Yeah, I was going to say everything. Everything the scene brings, yeah. yeah. And it's and it's bad, you know. There's nothing good out there, and yeah. so I uh, I finally uh, started going to meetings. It was six months after. What made you decide to go? Um, 
honestly, man, my my girlfriend. Okay. Um, mm. I uh, my girlfriend. She's a, a wonderful woman. I'm not gonna say any, you know, um, but she she's excellent. Uh, she's been my rock through all this, and she was the one that suggested because she remembered me saying that I had went into AA before, and so um, she was like, well, "Why don't you give it a try?" And I was like, "You know what? Maybe I will." Because I almost, she saw me at the tail end of my foolishness. You have to remember, she saw old me. Okay. And then she was like, okay, well, give it a shot. So I went. So January of 2018, I went to my first meeting. And I met a gentleman there. And he, you know, he sponsored me. He was like, look, man, you know, I'll work with you. And so he started telling me things to do. Now, here came the kicker. I had to listen to somebody else. I had to have a, a complete stranger tell me, all right, man, look, here's what you need to do. Now, I never mm. did this stuff ever before. I never listened to people before, you know. And so it was kind of like, oh, you know, I was very resistant. He, uh, he did teach me one really cool thing, though, and it was keep the door that cracked. Keep an open mind and just try it. That was always his approach, just try it. So I did, and so I started. I never used to do. I, I jokingly call it Santa Claus prayers. That was the only way I ever talked <laughs> to God before. Yeah, you know that whole. Yeah. Oh, please, God, please get me out of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. DS, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. or, you know, or get get me out of this jam, please. Yeah. You know, and that was the only time. Yeah, I never had a connection to to God before. I never did. You know, and it was like, uh, so finally, I had to, uh, you know, establish that. And so I started doing the praying in the morning. And meditation I didn't really start doing until like a couple of years later. That's when I really started incorporating it into my game. Um, and so, you know, I started doing the praying. I started, uh, you know, doing the literature, working the steps. There's 12 steps involved. Um, and you, you go through them. There's no timetable. Would you mind going through those steps real quick if you know a couple of them offhand? Well, I mean, I could tell you all of them, yeah. but, like, okay, so uh, the first few steps, I'll just kind of, like, put it in a nutshell. Yeah. So uh, steps one, two, and three are all about you know you have a problem, you know your life sucks, and <laughs> you, you Acceptance. Have, That's blunt, yeah. Acceptance. I love yeah. that, yeah. It, it really is. It, it's very it's very cut and dry, yeah. you know. You know your, your life is unmanageable. You know you have a problem. Um, are you willing now here comes the thing this is where willingness and surrender come in because are you willing to keep going? Are you willing to turn it over to a higher power? And do you believe that a power greater than yourself can restore you to sanity? Because alcoholism and drug addiction, they're an illness. You know, it's just like anything absolutely, else. It's, it's, it's a mental illness. I don't care what anybody says. I know there's people that argue about it. You know, you got all these experts that say, oh, you know, uh, there's nothing genetic about it. There's nothing. It's all. It, no, I'm telling you now. You can yeah. be predisposed to it. You know, my oh, my my parents were heavy into stuff. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's all hereditary. It's, uh, Same it's, thing. My my family is heavy drinkers. That's why I try and stay away from alcohol as much as I can. Yep. It's absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And that's and that's you know I don't care what anybody says. That's the way it is. You know, and so uh, you know it's. Now, that was the part, when it came to the surrender part, that was where I kind of had the stumbling block because, again, yeah. I never wanted to admit that I, I uh, defeat to anything. That was the kind of guy I was. I could, never, uh, I could never admit that, you know, something had me whipped. 
So I wasn't going to say that, well, what, booze and drugs had me yeah. wet? Man, screw that. I'm not, you That's know. not your problem. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the other problem is how sick I was. It was your problem. It wasn't mine. I was fine. Yeah. You had you, to change. Yeah. Well, it's a victim yeah. mindset. It's, yeah. It's, you, know. you need to change whatever you're doing to make my life better. Exactly. That it's, it's what continues the problem. It's, it's very selfish. It's very, and you learn that it's all ego. It's all ego. It's all self-centeredness. It's all selfishness. And those are the things you have to kind of like shed away. So the first three steps kind of involve that. Now, four through ten is basically, um, it's the rebuilding process. So you're actually, you are doing a lot of soul searching, and it's painful. I'm not going to lie. You know, in the beginning, I mean, I, I when I did, you you do an inventory, okay? And it's where you look and you, and you see what your character defects are. So it's basically... Um, what is it, the things about you that are bad, okay, the things that you do that, that are like, you know, like, for instance, selfishness, self-centeredness, um, anger, fear, worry, um, uh, procrastination. In other words, things that you can always improve on, okay? So, you, you know, you look at that, and, man, when I did mine, I felt lousy about myself because I realized that I was a selfish, self-centered asshole, and I didn't care about anybody, I only gave a shit about my life or, you know, my joy, my happiness, um, you know, and that was, that was just how it was, man, you know, and so I had to learn how to shed all that away, and then you, uh, you know, you do talk to somebody else uh, about what it was like, what you did, what were some of the wrongs that, you know, if you could go back and fix, you would, you know, and, or uh, some of the, some of that part of it where it's like, oh my God, you know, I, I, I screwed over people, I stole, I did whatever, you know, the yeah. bad stuff. And, they, you know, and the cool thing about it is nobody ever tells on you, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so it's almost, I don't want to say it's a confessional, but it works very similar. So then as you move on, you're working on your character defects, trying to shed those, work on your shortcomings, because there is a difference between a defect and a shortcoming. So, like, a character defect would be selfishness, right? So, like, when I pray, I ask for the removal of selfishness. However, to work on my shortcomings, um, I want to be a better boyfriend. I want to be a better coworker. Mm, that's I interesting. Be a I've never looked at it that way. Yeah, yeah and, that's oh, crazy. And I didn't know that either at first. I that actually had to be taught to me. And that's where that's where your mentors and everything they they come into the you know uh, they teach you this you know. And I and I actually I sponsor guys. Oh, you know? awesome. And so you know, I got a few guys I sponsor, and you know, it's I love it. I love watching people succeed. It brings me brings me joy to watch them do well. Yeah. You know, and don't get me wrong, the success rate, you Is know, it high? people, oh, yeah, you know, you, you got a lot of people that go back out. You know, you got a lot of people that, you know, and, and I'm a serial relapser. I mean, this is the longest amount of time I've had. Yeah. I've had five years. Um, before, I'd get a couple weeks, a couple months, you know. I mean, the longest time I ever had before this was two years. Mm. And the only reason I had that was because I was on paper. And that was, because see, here was the thing. I wasn't ready. Any of those times, I was never ready. I did it because of somebody else, or yeah. I did it because, you know, <laughs> most of the time it was the judicial system. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they forced they, to go to yeah, yeah. You make it, you know, they're making you go to rehab. Yeah. They're making you go, you know, of course not. You know, you couldn't wait to get out. Yeah. I remember doing 30-day, 60-day programs and getting out. I had friends waiting for me out in the parking lot. You know, <laughs> I mean, it was, it, 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 we were ready, yeah. you know. And so, yeah, it was, uh, so, you know, you, you do that part. It's like a, a, a discovery, you know, you rediscover yourself, 
But the thing about it is, you're still it's genuine. So in other words, you're not trying to become someone you're not. Basically, it's a new and improved version of you. And it's it's a new way of thinking, you know, and, and we we ask for the psychic change. And that's what it takes. It takes the psychic change. And I did get that. And I would have never thought if you'd have told me over five years ago, I'd be sitting in the basement talking to a couple of young guys about, <laughs> you know, how what life's about. Yeah. You know, about I would have told you you were lying to me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but it, and it's funny how life works, man. So, yeah. huh. you know, and now today, I, you know, like I said, I sponsor guys. I hit at least four meetings a week. Um, you know, I keep uh, spiritually fit. Yeah. That's a big part of it. Um, now, I'm not a religious person. I don't go to church. No, I'm not against it either, but for me, I'm I'm a spiritual guy versus religion. Yeah. Like I, I don't think, I don't feel I have to go to a special building to talk to God. I feel yeah. I can talk to God anywhere. I can talk to God here. I can talk to God on the way home. Absolutely, that's that's one of the biggest misconceptions about God is that you people feel like you need to enter a church in order to make it to heaven. When in reality, it's it, it's not that at all. Like you just said, it, it's personal. It's whatever. Yeah. What I, like it's my all relationship, about the relationship, exactly. With God, my relationship, relationship with, with Vinny God. is going to be different than your relationship with him. Same thing with God, because you have to remember he's also fully human Bingo. as we are. So, Bingo. Um, I I kind of want to rewind the conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, rewind yeah, the conversation just a bit. What got you into addiction? How'd this all start? Like, where did, what, what was the reason you first did drugs or first drank? Was it to, was it to cope with something or was it just experimental where, hey, I'm just going to try drinking for some night and it just clicked and you were, you couldn't really stop. It was more of a downhill type of thing. It was to escape. If I was to, if you were to hold me at gunpoint and ask me why I did some escape, yeah. I was escaping my whole life. I'm yeah. a victim of multiple forms of abuse. Okay. And did not have the greatest home life. Um, did not have the greatest childhood, um, dealt with a lot of multiple forms of abuse, so it was escape. Yeah. Um, my first drink was at 12, first drug was at 14, and I was a full-blown addict alcoholic by 16, mm. going on 17. Yeah. Um, it was bad. And, I mean, I'm talking like I, I used, you know. It wasn't, uh, you know, I didn't just smoke a little bit of weed every now and again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. talking like I was, you know, doing coke, yeah. you know, got into a lot of bad shit. And then... My whole life was escape. I used to do uh, geographical cures, um, mm. which is where you move because, you know, oh, a change of scenery. You know, if I move to <laughs> yeah. fucking Eugene, Oregon, you know, I'm going to have a whole new life. And what was great about the whole uh, geographical cure, now, if you ask me, and I moved, I can't even tell you how many times I moved, right? I think I think I have left Cleveland at least four or five times, and I've always ma- – I'm born and raised here, by the way. Awesome. Um, I Every time <laughs> I have moved back. Yeah, because now the longest stretch I had, I lived in Dallas, Texas for almost 20 years. Um, and it was just, uh, but if you ask me everywhere, if, when you would ask me, oh, well, you know, what was the problem? I would, I would lie to you, of course, because that's what, and that's the other thing about addiction. It's all lies. Yeah. It's all bullshit, you know, because you don't want to admit you have a problem. So you make up things, Yeah, you know, because that's how your mind, Absolutely. that's how the addict and alcoholic mind works. Absolutely. It's a big lie. It's a bunch of bullshit. So I would tell you, oh, yeah, the people there were assholes. There was no job market. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like it. Ah, they were rude. Ah. The city's just not for okay, me. Okay, yeah. but yeah. I, I'm just going to say real quick, Cleveland, this city does have, like, a chip on its shoulder. I've gone to other places in our country, and people are so friendly, so nice. Oh, absolutely. I, hey, I have heard people that shoulder, come man. from Cleveland, yes. they say everyone's nice from Cleveland. Really? I've heard people say the nicest people they've met is in Hopkins Airport. 
That's I want really the, interesting. Well, that's because yeah. they're not all fraud. Well, I guess so. I guess, I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> right, yeah. No, but, you know, it's it's funny, though, because, like, and I'm not going to, I've lived in a lot of places, okay? Yeah. I've seen, I was also in the Navy. I want to so, talk about that in a I second. was going to okay, say, okay, let's, we, let's dive into that. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, we'll, we'll okay. talk about yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, I'd love to talk all about that. All right, for sure. So, were you using in the Navy? Uh, not drugs, but drinking, Alcohol, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was only sober my whole uh, naval career. I was sober eight days. And the reason I know that is because for three days I was down with the stomach flu. And for five days I was recouping from uh, wisdom tooth pull. Oh, wow. Mm. And other than that, I was drinking pretty much every day, if not drunk, pretty much. And I was, I was what was known as a functioning alcoholic. Yeah. So I had to get drunk doing everything. Mm. Or I had to be on something. Yeah. Um, you know, I was I was one of those functioning types. I'd show up to work that way. I'd go to functions. I was that dad that would go to, yeah. uh, you know, my kids, uh, <laughs> you know, soccer games blasted. You know? <laughs> I was the guy that got you in. You were that guy. Rab. Yeah, I, I was, was going to say, you, you screamed at him oh, halfway yeah. through the match. Yep. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> suck. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was the guy that was giving guys like our buddy at work a hard time. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, the, the referee, uh, he does referee and umpiring. Yeah, I was that guy, you know. Yeah. And it was, you know, it, it was just, it, it was tough, man. You know, it, it was it was a rough uh, rough way to go, man. But luckily, um, you know, like I said, uh, and I almost died in a car wreck. It was so what had happened yeah, talk was about the car wreck. So here's what happened. So I uh, it was okay. So June twentieth of twenty seventeen is my sobriety date. The nineteenth was Father's Day of that. You know, Father's Day, and so I have a daughter that, as a result of this disease, I do not talk to. Um, I do not have a relationship. I have a 19-year-old daughter. She's gonna, actually going to be 20. Hmm. Um, she's still pissed at me, and I get it. You know, yeah. I don't like it, but, you know. Um, so she, uh, I got divorced in April of 2017. I had filed, and you know, because, of course, I wasn't happy. Yeah. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah. I wasn't happy, but never mind that I put this poor woman through hell, yeah. but, you know, whatever. So... Um, we were supposed to hang out because they moved out. And so I said, well, we're going to hang out for Father's Day. And she's like, yeah, okay, whatever. She didn't want to. And so she was 14 at the time. And I was like, look, we're going to hang out. You're going to come over. We're going to have dinner. I didn't ask her. I told her this is what we're doing. Again, this is this is part of the illness, okay? So she comes over, doesn't talk to me, doesn't say anything. She's in her phone or ignoring me or whatever. I get pissed off. I take her home. And I used it as a springboard. I used it as the excuse to go on the, the spree to end all sprees. So I went uh, went back home. I dropped her off, said some nice stuff to her mother, you know, and went home and drank about two-thirds of a bottle of Jameson, uh, washed down about a, I don't know, it was like about eight tall boys that I remember, you know, beers. Yeah. And I took uh, some hydrocodone 10s. And I, well, now, before I continue this story, I did not plan on going anywhere because I was in a tank top and boxers. Okay. I passed out. I said my good nights to everybody and you know, I, I fell out. Next thing I know, uh, my head, it feels like somebody is picking me up under my arms and throwing me up like this. And my head's hitting something. It's boom, boom. I mean, my head is bouncing off something. I can't see. 
Like, it's, like, pitch black in front of me. I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm freaking out because I have uh, no idea what's going on. And I'm bouncing. Ba-boom. Ba-boom. And all of a sudden, boom. Big crash. Glass everywhere. Everything, right? All of a sudden, something starts coming down. It was my airbag. I was blackout driving. Huh. Um, I went into a 10-foot service ditch. I veered off the highway. Um, I was all busted up. I, I mean, I was beat to shit, right? Yeah. Well, next thing you know, I hear the cops, and, you know, I'm climbing out of my car. But somehow, by the grace of God, I was able to get out, you know. I climb out. Cops, <laughs> it was messed up, too, because the cops are like, are you okay, sir? Like, all nice at first. This was in uh, Dallas, Texas. And uh, they're like, are you okay, sir? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I think so. Get the, they grabbed me, and, you know, they uh, went ahead and did a field sobriety test and, you know, everything. Never mind, they didn't call any EMTs, but that's all another story. Oh, shit. <laughs> And I will tell you something that will sober you, that will make you never want to do drugs again. Watch your own arrest video. If you ever want to be truly mortified and disgusted with oh, yourself, boy. watch wow. your own arrest video. Yeah, um, it was it was terrible. And I literally said this to the cops uh, when they said we have to issue a field sobriety test. I looked at the cop. I said, clearly, I am fucked up. <laughs> well, I said, I mean, yeah. I mean, I was. I was like, I just wanted. At least to, you I, admitted it. Yeah, you know, I just I, my whole thing was I just wanted to get me to wherever so I can lay down. I felt like crap. I already didn't like what was going on, and I knew I was in trouble. Let's get it over with. But they still administered the test. I did a breathalyzer. Apparently, I, and I didn't remember doing this. I uh, submitted to a blood test. So that's why I was able to keep my license all these years. I never lost my license. Mm. They, uh, yeah, and it, it was uh, it was crazy, man. And I blew a point three eight, which is pretty yeah, bad. Pretty high. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty high. <laughs> um, and I ended up, uh, you know, I had to go through the legal system with that. Don't ever get a DUI. DUIs cost way too much money. I spent at least close to twenty grand on mine. Jesus, it's that's bad. Crazy. It's bad between having to pay for your freedom. Uh, you and then you have to get an attorney. Uh, you, you you know you're having to travel. You're having to do all these because you got to remember. I I was having to go down to Dallas for my final hearing. You know. Yeah. Um. I, uh, I it was ridiculous, man, and and court costs and everything else, and it, it was uh you know it was bad, man. It was real bad. Mm. So yeah, I but I was I'll never forget. I was sitting. I when I came to, I was in the drunk tank. In uh, Dallas County. And I remember a guy about as close as you are, okay, I look up, and there is a guy using the toilet right in front of me. And I look, and then I look over about where you're at, and there's a guy crying, puking all over himself. And I look over, there's a guy in his home piss. There's all these things happening. I'm 43 years old at the time, okay, and I'm sitting there going, and that was that was when the first time I prayed in a very long time. Mm. And I sat there, and I looked, and I said, listen. You let me get out of this. I will never drink. I will never use again. I promise. Just let me get out of here. And I kept it. And that's why I was talking about it. I was on a dry drunk and everything. You know, so I didn't. I kept my word. I didn't. But I'm still doing stupid shit. Yeah. You know, and then that was when, now here came January, and that's when the rest of it kind of came into play. I I think what's so cool about that is, for the longest time, you partnered with other people. It was, well, my girlfriend wants me to quit, so I'll quit. But you never did. But then you partnered with God. 
Right. And that's when your life changed. I, th- I just think it's so cool how God meets you at the lowest of lows. Cause like, like you just said, I can never imagine sitting in that room with those type of people. Not those type of people. No, but I know what you mean. Th- like those people. I right. mean, it, it just and then you. The first thing you did was pray in the yeah. law it, for the law, and that's just that's awesome to me. And it's it's awesome like knowing that about you and who you are now. It's like two totally different people Absolutely. to think you went through that at forty three. Would have never guessed. Oh, well, and so I appreciate that, but that's the, but that's the power of it. And yeah. That's that's and that's uh, you know and that's the thing we try to teach people is you know be an example, yeah. be an example to others that you know what this is this is how life can go. Yeah. You know. If yeah, it, absolutely. And, that's and, something we live by. We live by that every day. Be an example for other people to see. Like this is how not the way to live, but it's a healthier option of living. It's right. Freeing your mind, truly. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's and that's the thing. It's like you know what I I because I nothing is worse than Hippocratic people. You know what I mean? Like the the and this is why I say I'm not a religious person because think how many religious people you know. A lot. Oh yeah. A they lot. Break, yeah. They break half the commandments every day. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's not me. Be, I'm not trying to be judgmental, but my whole point is I'm trying to put it into perspective. I'm not a perfect person. I will never tell you I'm a perfect person. I know I'm not. I'm far from perfect, okay? But what I will say is I do my best every day to try to be a better person, try to be better to others, and tr- just to try to not be an ass. Yeah. You know? And, and But I don't sit there at the same time and go, oh, you know, I go to church three times a week and here's what I do. No. Yeah. Because, it, no. Yeah. It'd be, that's not how it's supposed to go. But what I can do I can show you that, you know what, if you treat people right, if you don't treat people like shit, if you talk to them right, if you, you know, just just live the way we're meant to live. Because I truly believe that we're, you know, we're supposed to be good to each other, you know. Oh, absolutely. You're not supposed to run around and treat people like garbage. Come on. Who wants to do that? I mean, do you want to do that? I don't. No, I, yeah. You know, I don't wake up in the morning and go, hey, okay, you know what? I am going to cuss out the, uh, the clerk <laughs> at Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. You know? And then you feel good about doing right. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. nobody you know does. What I mean? Nobody but wants that, to that do also that. goes in with, like, our matrix matrix and everything. And yeah. That's how they treat, make you think. Like, you have to go to church to be forgiven. Yeah. If you go to church... You're okay. Anything you do is okay. You go to confession, but that's not it at all. It keeps you boxed in, and yes. that's what they need you to be boxed in. They Precisely. need you to go to church, and I, and again, that's not me saying church is bad. I I go to church. I think it's a good tool, but it it, it it's a tool. I I, yes. I think that it stays yes. at that. Um, but like you just said, I mean, it keeps us boxed in. If if you're going to church, if you're following these rules, and then you know you're not, like everyone, you're not going to follow them. Not not because you don't want to, but we're human. We're going to sin, and then they make you feel like shit when you when you fail them. Say, oh well, now you're less of a human being because you're sinning now. Right. And it's it's just like that's why I think it's so important for for people in general is just to develop the relationship because that's what that's what matters. I mean, I I got told something when I was younger. It's relationship over religion. Religion matters in the sense of, like, following the commandments. We should be striving to follow them. But if you miss the mark, which you were going to do, that's okay. And that's the relationship. I, ne- I know one of the biggest problems I have with church is you have to go to confession yeah. um, for your sins to be forgiven. And like you said, you could, I could ask for forgiveness for my sins from God while I'm driving to work. And it's yep. the same as me sitting in a box with a priest. Right. But it's not um, even asking forgiveness. It's saying you're not going to do it again. You can't ask for forgiveness and start doing it again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people don't understand It's not a, it's they not don't a, understand yeah. that. Exactly. Confession isn't yes. a break out of jail free card. Like, right. it's not like, well, my sins are clear. Now I get to go do the same thing <laughs> yeah, again and right. come back here. And sadly, too many people think that. And, yeah. that, and that's the other thing um, with, the, you know, the way of life I've chosen now. It's you work 
again, not perfect, because and that's actually one of the slogans is progress, not perfection. So, in other words, we're working at getting better, but listen, we're going to slip. We're going to have a road rage moment from time oh, yeah. to time. I mean, you hear me muttering at work, <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, you fucking, you know. But, you know, the whole thing is you're, you're living in a way to where you're getting better as time goes, and it's because you're actually working at it. You're actually doing what you're supposed to do. So you're doing the praying. You know, it's about staying in constant contact. Can you, you know? talk about that prayer you told me, or what you read in that book earlier today? Oh, that yeah. was really cool. So today, like I'll give you an example. So I do a reading every day. And it's real quick. It's just, a two, you know, two to three minutes tops. And it gives you a reading, a meditation, and a prayer. Okay? And it's all on the same page. And today's, now this is what I thought was really cool. So today's... Uh, it talked about how three people, uh, two to three people, uh, two to three consecrated people can be able to have a discussion, sit down and have a talk, and it counts as a meeting. Yeah. Which I thought was cool because yeah, I'm sitting there going, holy we're crap, doing I'm, yeah. I'm doing it now. You <laughs> yeah. know? And I was like, hey, there you go. It called out to me. And so, um, you know, and that's just a small example, but, you know, doing the readings and, you know, uh, working with others. I mean, that's, that's a huge one, man, Absolutely. because it keeps you out of yourself. And that I don't necessarily do that just with other alcoholics or addicts. I do it with people, yeah. you know, because you never know. Somebody could be having a really rough go, you know, and you just say, hey, what's going on, man, you know, and, and you know, you talk to them, and you never know, man. That two minutes that you actually listen, and you actually sit there and you really listen. I'm not talking about listen, just be like, eh. <laughs> I'm talking really pay attention to what that person is saying and actually being able to, not even necessarily to give them advice, but to just let them know that you're there. That makes a world of difference. Absolutely. You know, and that, it, I mean, and I can only speak for myself. That was the kind of stuff that helped me out in the beginning. Yeah. Those that, relationships that you can create yeah. with people. Absolutely. Yeah. It's I, the, yeah. not even just that, but just knowing that somebody heard you. Somebody yeah. heard you and they understood and they related. That's huge. You know, and especially for guys like me. Guy, you know, I used to be very hard-headed, very close-minded about a lot of shit, you know. And then it was like, okay. And then when I started seeing the examples of, you know what, okay, wait a minute. though, You know, this person, like, okay, the guy I told you about in the beginning that worked with me. This guy didn't know me from anybody. Complete stranger. This man met with me and went over literature and stuff and, you know, gave me things to do. And he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to do that at all. He could have said, yeah. you know, you know, screw yeah. you, Mike. You know, have fun, have a good life, figure it out yourself. Yeah, right. But he didn't, and he and he stuck with me, and and you know, saw me through a lot of real difficult shit, and you know, and that's and so now for me, it's at a pay it forward stage. You yeah. know, now it's like I sit there and you know, now I do that with others, and you know, so on and so forth. And those guys, when their time, when you know, the time comes, because you know, the saying is, uh, when the student ready. When the student's ready, the teacher will appear. Yeah. Well, hopefully when it's their time, they do the same thing. Just remember, hey, you know, Mike took time with me. I'm going to do this yeah. with this guy, you mm. know. So oh, what, what What advice would you give any recovering or even addicts, alcoholics, whatever it may be, what advice would you give them to kind of get out of that rut? What physical things did you do to get out of the rut? I know you explained going to people right. and all that, but – what did that look for, like for you in the moment? And what advice could you give others on how to escape that? Well, um, in the right way. In, in, we well, that. <laughs> one of the big, big things, keep an open mind. Keep an open mind, keep an open heart. Um, 
you know, because you never know. And pay attention because you never know. You might get a message that you might not even see. Because I do, I do truly believe that. I truly believe that God does give me a lot of things to oh, look messages at. Messages everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. 100%. hundred percent. In the littlest things. We talk about it all yep. the time. Like the smallest thing, it's like it's everything's connected in some way. And oh, it's absolutely. so crazy. It's yeah. so crazy. Absolutely. Oh, no. And those are God moments. Those are total God oh, moments. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like and even, even your book or yeah. how we were talking about the person or our friend that we met, I met the other day. Yeah. Like, Everything just always connects somehow. Yeah. It's crazy. It, it really does. And I do not believe in coincidences anymore. I used to say that. Yeah. Not anymore because there's too many things that have happened over the last few years. And even then, now, you know, and, and it's funny, too, because I think about things that have happened. Because, you know, you never close the door on the past completely, you know. I mean, and you don't really regret because here's the thing. I could sit here and say, oh, you know, I regretted all these things that happened. But here's the thing. If I regretted everything that happened, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of an unfair thing. Now, are there things that I wish would have worked out differently? Absolutely. Yeah. Of course I do. Every, exactly. I think everybody does. It's human nature. And you man. live, you learn, though. That's really, like, you can, You shouldn't have regrets. You should live, right. learn from those mistakes, and just keep going on with your life with a positive mindset. That's, I mean, that's how I try to live my daily life, as you see, but. Yeah, <laughs> no, you do, and you're, you're a very positive yeah. person. I mean, you are, you truly are. I mean, you and I talk about it all the time, yeah, you know, absolutely. and it's, and you, and those are the kinds of people I gravitate towards, you know, and which is funny because I used to be a hum- humongously negative person, you know, and very cynical, very negative, very, and, you know, you sit there and when you're around, uh, you know, I heard a saying some years ago and it said only mushrooms, or I'm sorry, mushrooms can only grow in the dark. That yeah. one stuck with me, which is true because think about it, man. If you're, if you're just being a negative, depressing ass person, you're going to breed, you're going to hang around negative depressing ass people oh, yeah. but if you're upbeat and you try to like be that you know be that person you're not only you're going to attract people but you're gonna you know you're gonna be yeah. around that and it gets better i think yeah 100 percent. i had kind of to t- uh, go tie off on what you were saying is it we need to be the lighthouse yes. to people we need to be the light where we're saying hey we're here this is how we live and we need to be grounded in that and the people that are naturally meant to come into our lives and attract towards us will do that but a thing about a lighthouse they never force anyone to come they don't force boats to go near them exactly and i it, love it kind, that analogy it, yeah it kind I of was like what analogy. you were saying is you, I mean, if you're in a bad environment, if you're in a negative environment, that's what you're going to breathe, and you need to be that light because naturally you're going to start attracting what's meant to be around you. So I, yeah. t- I tell everyone it's, it's being self-aware. Yeah. It's, it's knowing that, hey, I, I need to be at that light. Where are the dark places in me that I need to bring to light? So I, I, I think that's so cool that at even at, I don't want to say such an old age, I don't want to make you feel old. No, no, no but not, at, not at all. He's no. 27. He's 27. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 25 plus. <laughs> um, but at 43, for you to realize that, that, just, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine living 43 years with an ego, you know? Oh, I bet yeah. I bet how hard that was for you and for you to turn your life. I think that's one of the hardest things you anyone can do. Because, like, most 43-year-olds, oh, my life's over. I'm just going to be some drunk alcoholic right. who does drugs in his free time who blames everyone else for my problems. Yep. But you, you were self-aware enough to say, hey, I do have a problem. And now look at your life. Like I said, I wouldn't even know that was your past. So. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And that's, yeah. and that's what I've worked for. Yeah. You know, and now my, my relationships are, are exponentially better. My interpersonal relations are, uh, my relation, uh, my my girlfriend and I are going strong six years, going on six awesome. years, may all be Good six for you. years. Yeah. Um, yes, sir. And, you know, and, and again, it, was, it, was, it wasn't all roses in the beginning of recovery, but she stuck by me. She was my rock, man, and she, she never gave up on me. 
Um, and so that was that was huge. Oh, and that, uh, the more uh, get a good support system in place um, yeah. was the other thing I was going to say. Make sure you have the right people. Surround yourself with a with an excellent support system. Um, try to get with as many like get with as many people as you can that know what you're going through. Yeah. You know, because that's huge. And, uh, you know, another thing, uh, you know, I've also, uh, you know, therapy, you know, was a big one for me, too. That's been a that's been a huge, you mm. know, I don't just do uh, AA, I do therapy. So you did like therapy? Cause oh, I love it. I tried therapy. I did it for a little bit. I don't, I don't really know, because I felt like they were telling me things I already knew that I had to do. Right. So I would talk to them, this is my problem, this is my problem. They're like, okay, we'll do this. I'm like, I know I need to do that. Like, I just felt like it wasn't helping me. Well, now, here's what I'll tell anybody about that aspect of things. Shop around. You're allowed to shop around. I always tell everybody, if you, and you'll know when you find them, uh, when you find that therapist that works for you, hold yeah. on to them for dear life. I have mine. She's a wonderful lady. Uh, she's great. Um, I've been working with her now for four years, and she's magnificent. That's awesome, dude. And so, you, but I went through a lot of them. Yeah. You know, and so, and that, that was, that was big. You know, but uh, she's, I mean, listens. Uh, and the thing about it is, I, the thing I like about her is she doesn't give me cookie-cutter responses to things. Yeah, you know I mean? keeps it real. She keeps it real, and she, she calls me on my bullshit. So when I start, like, kind of sounding a certain way, she'll tell me. You know, like, wait a minute, Mike, time out. You know, eh, I don't know about all that. Yeah. You know, maybe you need to kind of dial it back a bit, or why don't you try this? Which is great, because someone like me, I need that. You know, I got to have that person to, you know, uh, you know, call me out on it. Yeah. You know, and that's a, and my girlfriend will do that. Not in a bitch way or anything. <laughs> yeah. But, you, know, she, yeah. you know, but she, she does it in a very Mike, constructive you're slipping way. up. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, you know, is it, you know, what's going on, man? Why are you acting this way? You, you know, and yeah. we talk about it. You know, so yeah, I mean, get, get yourself a, an excellent support system. That's mm. the best way I can describe it because, you know, it's all about success. Yeah. And you know, and if people really care about you, they want to see you succeed, man. They Absolutely. they want you to do well. They and not in a syrupy, like uh, condescending kind of way, or you, you know what I mean. They legitimately want to see you Absolutely. do well. So, yeah. like I was talking about it with Matt earlier. You know, I told you about that program we're doing the forty day connect. Yeah, right. So we have we have a couple people who want to do it with us, and I was talking about it. We're gonna make like a group chat. So anybody who does want to join. Please join. We're going to try and make this a community, all support each other, push each other to get through this and become the best us we can. Yeah. And, and then you know, on and Christmas I, Eve, we can all get together enjoy, and, yes. and drink and, nice and have fun. And do, yes. do your thing. Yeah, man. do our thing. And then we're right back on it <laughs> after more, those two days. And one more footnote. I don't go around preaching about the evils of booze and drugs. Now, yeah. that's the other footnote to that. I, it is my problem. My problem, not your problem, not your problem, not anybody else's. It is mine. Yeah. And so I don't frown upon what you listen, man. Everybody does what they do. Everybody, yeah. whatever they have to do to get through the day, whatever they have to do to get through life. Yeah. As long as you're not hurting somebody, 100%. okay, and making their life hard, and you're not hurting yourself, yeah. fine. You know yeah. what? And then that's a thing. And people know their limits. People, you know what I mean? I don't go running around like, you know, there'll be people who'll be like, Oh, do you care if I drink around? I don't care what you do. Yeah. 
you know, just don't, you know, as long as you're not trying to hold me at gunpoint, make me do something. I don't yeah, care. Exactly. You do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Live your well, life. That's also being grounded in yourself. Yeah. You know who you are and what you stand for as to where a lot of people don't. And a lot of people let their environments determine who they are. Oh, absolutely. As to where you determine your environment. So that's, I'll get up and leave. If it's yeah. uncomfortable for me, I leave. That, just, that, that's how it should be. And I think our world yeah. has strayed so far away from that. It's, well, I, I get triggered by this, so you need to stop it. Right. It's like, no, no, I need to have the self-discipline to not do it. You do whatever the heck you want. Right. That's really important. So um, one thing I want to go back to is yeah. therapy and how, because I think a lot of men are afraid to admit they went to therapy mm-hmm. or go to therapy, because um, I think it's frowned upon in a way from some guys, oh, you're not tough enough to, to oh, feel out absolutely. your own feelings yourself. Oh, yeah. This man was in the Navy, went through some of the craziest shit, and he went to therapy. Yeah. I'm yeah. You, that's it's okay. I, yeah. It's okay That's what go. I mean. Okay, and then there's some guys who yeah. have the shot shallow problems and they're like oh therapy's not for me it's yep. like dude you have like th- like people al- went through so much more yep. stuff are going to therapy Absolutely. and it's like it's working for them and I, I I'm just a big proponent for therapy I don't Absolutely. go now but I've went pretty much my whole life it just because as a kid I had a lot just a lot of problems in my yeah. life a lot of things that happened so that was something that really carried me out of that yep. season and yep. made me become another person so can we just dive in a little yeah, bit sure. on what therapy Absolutely. has taught you like how what what has it been for you it has, uh, therapy has taught me to forgive myself. Um, it has taught me that, you know, you know what, I'm a survivor. Yeah. Um, I'm not a victim. I refuse to be a victim. I, I, that's one thing that I'm real staunch on. I cannot stand victim personalities. Listen, you're a victim if you let yourself be a victim. Mm-hmm. If you allow yourself, if you allow whatever happened to you to run you that much, then you really need to do something about it. Yeah, you know, because there's so much out there you're missing. So I just refuse to be a, a victim. So you know, it's taught me that I'm a survivor. Um, it has taught me that you know what, it's okay to have feelings. You know, because you got to remember, for years I was drowning my feelings in booze and Absolutely. drugs. Yeah. You, you don't know? even know what those feelings felt like. No, I didn't. I didn't honestly know. I'm, uh, let me tell you something. I never cried so much in my life. My first year of sobriety, I cried all the fucking time. I see a <laughs> yeah. commercial. I see a commercial. A little touchy feeling commercial. Oh my god! Yeah, because I didn't know any better. Yeah. I was drowning it out for years. I was drowning it out, and I was, you know, and now I can actually like have those feelings. And, you know, to your point about the whole where it's frowned upon, we are taught, and it's kind of unfair, men are taught at an early age, oh, you got to man up, you got to be tough, you got to be this, you got to be that. Listen, you don't have to do shit. Listen, <laughs> what defines you as a man is is very simple. It's, it's how you, it's a confidence. It's how you carry yourself. And in a real way, not some bullshit macho yeah, we were just talking about your this manhood. Yeah, yes. yeah. You know, you don't have to prove your manhood. Yeah. We know you're a guy. Yeah. We can see it clearly. <laughs> yeah. Plain as day, you're a man. Yeah. You don't need to prove that part. You know what makes a real man is is being, you know, showing empathy, helping your fellow human being. You know what I showing mean? Showing emotion. Showing emotion. Yeah. Letting people, showing people that it's okay. You know, to, to me, those are the people that I view as, like, role models today. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Those are the people I put on a shelf are, like, the people that I know no matter what. Yeah, and it's okay to be stoic. I'm not saying that. But there's a difference between being stoic and being bullshit macho. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And I like the stoic people. Those are the people I go to. Yeah. Um, you know, and, it, and it's okay. You know, and just, uh, and, you know, that was the other thing therapy taught me was, you know what, you can, you can... 
be a man still and be in touch with your feelings yeah. and, you know, and be tolerant and be understanding and be, you know, like, uh, I'll be honest, my mindset on a lot of things has changed over the last few years, you know, as far as like sexual preferences. I used to not be r- real tolerant about a whole lot of stuff. And now, you know, I don't care. You, yeah. you know, love who the hell you want. I don't care. You know, you yeah. dudes want to get married, get married. You know, women want to get married, get married. Yeah, yeah. You know, you want to have kids, you want to adopt, have kids and adopt. You know, and, and it's just, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, I think that it's kind of unfair because in an early age you're taught these things that are such bullshit. You know, and it's all lies. And you realize it as you're growing up that it's uh, it's all just hypocrisy and uh, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, my God. Not double standard. Uh, co- uh, uh, oh, my God. Help me out here. What's the word? What's the word? It's where you go against what? Uh, contradictory. Contrad- okay. There you go. Okay. Very contradictory. Like, I mean, and I think about it, I laugh about it now, but I think about some of the things my dad taught me. Not that he really taught me much, but, you know, <laughs> some of the things he tried to teach me growing up. And it was like, well, wait a minute, you were so full of shit. Yeah. Like, you never did any of this. Like, yeah. you didn't do this as a kid, so what are you telling me for? You it's know? because he wanted that for him. He never got it. He wanted to give it to you. And I'm not going to lie, I'm, I kind of go through the same thing now. Like, a lot of things, like, when we talk, I take away from because I'm kind of going through the same experiences or I have not as hard or deep less mellow but I understand the same things as you do I'm like okay like we kind of have the same same thing in life going on at some point right 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 and that's the thing and we all you know people can relate a lot more than they let on to yeah because again we're taught that here's it comes down to weakness people have a big misconception about weakness okay listen we all have things that, that we have problems with or fears or whatever. And that was another big part of my uh, addiction was fear. Um, I would not let you know that I was scared, but I really was. Yeah. I was very scared, very insecure, but I wasn't going to tell you that. Now, see, I would put out the exact opposite to the point of where it was very off-putting. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because, you know, I used to think being edgy was cool <laughs> at one point. Yeah. Because you know, you're taught, you know, yeah, you can be edgy. and it, No, actually, being edgy is kind of an asshole, and I really don't want to be around that. Yeah. I don't want to be around edgy people. Edgy yeah. people bother me now, you know. Get you in trouble, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they get you in trouble. Well, and you don't have any friends, not any real ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're you only know? there because you're doing that. Yeah. Right. I no, mean, literally. you're participating. I mean, take away the drugs, the alcohol, that. They don't care if no. you're there or not. It's it's yeah. So they don't. They don't. I and that's the other takeaway is I actually have real friends now. You know, I have a group of, uh, you know, friends that do care about me and yeah. do want me to. And and I had to learn how to be a friend all over again too. That's the other thing, man. You you know when you you start on these journeys, man. It, you know you're starting off. You're uh, you know uh, starting over again too. Yeah. And you have to be okay with that. You know, and I think that I think it's where some people stumble. They don't realize that you know you are starting over again, and it's you know you you have to live Absolutely. differently. And, and I it just, scares people. Yeah, it does. And I just feel so lucky. Like for me and Matt, we're so young, and we figured this out now. We're like, obviously, you're a little older, twenty five. Twenty five. I am celebrating. I just celebrated my twenty uh, seventh anniversary and my twenty first birthday. So that's what I tell people. That's, that's awesome. How old I am. That's awesome. I'll tell them. Yeah, because I make them do math. Fuck yeah. it. I'll let you figure it out. You know? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, you that's figure awesome. it out. That's you know, awesome. you, you yeah. do the math. 
Yeah, I I think Vinny, what you were what you were just saying is it is so cool for us to be our age at at nineteen years old, going through this. It's 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 weird for me because it's like I sometimes think like how did I get chosen to be this voice to be this? Why me? I mean, I know so many other kids who are partying, doing, it, and there's nothing against that. If you want to go do that, go do that. I mean, you can figure out the consequences Absolutely. yourself. That that's right. I just know what they lead to. Right. Um. So it's just weird. How, how are we in this position? Um, Why and are I know, we chosen? Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And I know it, it all ties back to like what you said, God. I mean, God truly does have a plan for each of us. And Mike, I oh, just yeah. want to, I, I think I've said this already. I want to commend you for like how you came out of this just because it does hit a, a, a little bit more personal to me. My mom overdosed. So oh, there you go. two, three years ago, exactly. So she never beat that battle. And there's so many untied things that I, I can never, she never saw me and graduate. That, no, that's way. okay. That's... It, it's something I've came to peace with. I, yeah. I understand that's part of my story, but to see a guy like you come out of that stronger and I know you're going to influence so many people. Like you, like you said, you're sponsoring people. That right there is amazing because you're, you're at least trying to save those people from an addiction that you conquered that many people don't, like you said. Right. Um, so it, it's just awesome. It's awesome that you're here. It's awesome that you're the guy you are now. And just so you know, you do – you. You shine very bright to oh, those people. I appreciate people. that. Thank you. Um, that's just something I, I I just feel from you. I can sense that you you still have a lot of purpose left on this earth, whether you realize that or not. Oh, um, I appreciate your, your that. story, Thank yeah, you. your story is very profound. It's very enlightening. I, I I've learned a lot just from sitting here. Um, talking. So just thank you. Thank you for telling that story. Thank you. Yeah, and exactly. Thank you, thank you for having me on here, man. I mean, it's great. I could talk about this uh, like all day, man. I, you know, I, yeah. I'll tell you, man, I, you know, you mentioned the uh, overdose. And again, I, I'm sorry to hear that. I overdosed. I overdosed a couple of times. I almost yeah. died a couple of times. Um, you know, I, this is, this happened, um, one time my, it was actually my last vendor because I quit hard drugs long before I quit drinking. Mm. Um, you know, because I used to, uh, I was in real hard drugs and, uh, my last vendor, uh, I was, I remember laying there and, uh, none of anything they were giving me was working to bring my heart rate down. My heart rate was like well over 180. I mean, it was, yeah, you know, and, um, yeah, I was a big fan of methamphetamine. And so, uh, yeah, man, I, I was laying there, and I, I'll never forget, the doctor asked for a morphine drip. And the nurse kind of looked at him, and they hooked me up to it and everything. And she was like, um, doctor, why are we giving him a morphine drip? And the doctor, I kid you not, he, he was about as far away as you are, and I overheard him say, well, he's going to fucking die anyway. Look at him. Yeah. That's exactly what he said. And then no sooner does he say that, starts walking away, and all of a sudden the heart rate starts dipping down. Yeah. And and I was like, oh, shit, okay. Um, and so then, you know, I thought I was going to die. Luckily, I didn't. Then I slept for, like, the better part of, like, a day and a half. It was messed up. I mean, I when I crashed, I crashed hard. Yeah. And so, yeah, man. I mean, it was, uh, you know, I had some scrapes. I mean, yeah. you know, the, that car wreck was just the final one. But, I mean, I, yeah. uh, you know, I almost lost it a couple of times. And I truly believe, and that was what I was, you know, saying earlier, too. I truly believe that I was saved. Oh, yeah. I just wasn't smart enough at the time or enlightened enough to sit there and go, okay, you gave me another chance. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's why I think you still do have purpose on this earth, whether you realize it or not. You're going to impact so many lives just by your testimony, by your story. Because, I mean, if, if God wanted to take you, he well could have. I mean, you have explained it more 
multiple times that you could have died. And that's why I'm just so confident in saying that you still do have uh, a journey in this life, and it's well from over. I can oh, promise you that. Thank you. So, I really I hope you're right. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I hope so, too. I, I don't, I don't want to go next week or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a few more years here, you know what I mean? Let yeah. Me, let, me at least make it, let me make it to, like, 60 at least. If well, I you're still 60. young. You're, you're 21, <laughs> yeah. so 21. Right, there you go. There yeah, you. exactly. So, yeah, it, it, this was just an awesome conversation. Yeah, Thanks for yeah, joining us. Um, is there anything you want to say before we wrap this up? No, just thank you. And just, uh, you know what, I'll tell you what, it's uh, gratitude month. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. uh, and so it's, uh, and I am, I truly, I am very grateful. I'm grateful for the people that are in my life today. I'm grateful for, for the, the people I know, um, you know, and I, I'm just, I'm grateful for life now, man. My, yeah. my zest, my zeal for life is there and you know what? I, I'm going to keep on trucking. So thank you so much for having me on. This well, was thank, wonderful. Thanks for being here. One more point I want to touch on just before we wrap it up, gotcha. just cause I think it's, at least it's just coming up in my head right now is Guys, don't be scared to show that you have emotions. Like you said, like you, you cried at a commercial. I mean, me, I, I am a more emotional person just because oh, yeah. I'm more yeah. in touch with my emotions. Absolutely. But like, yeah. I cry over literally everything, Let's like movies, stressful situations. Like, there's just times at work where I'm like, I'm so sick of this, I yeah. just cry. <laughs> and then it's like, it's it. Give it two, three minutes, and I'm like, all right, let's go. It's let's okay, go tackle. Though. That's okay. Exactly. You can show your feel. emotions. You, you have to feel. I that. cried earlier today, yeah. like I told yeah, you guys. I, it, yeah, it happens. It yeah. happens. Our emotions get the best of us. It, it's the same. Crying is the same thing as anger. Is the same thing as being happy. We show happiness as an emotion. It's all emotions. Sure. I mean, we carry negative connotations to certain ones, such as crying. Oh yeah. But like, like when like Vinny to say what you were just saying, he called me saying, "Hey, dude, I'm like I'm bawling my eyes out over this," and it's like I know ninety percent of men wouldn't do that. So what, oh, Vinny? I I, I applaud you because that's brave. I mean, to call call a brother, and I think like you like you said before about having that tight knit group, having that support system. Yeah, like that is so crucial because I know if I'm ever in the worst situation possible, bawling my eyes out, like back against the wall, I can call Vinny and he's going to support me through it all. Well, and kudos Absolutely. to you for being his buddy and not you know like just that's what I was talking about earlier. Having that person that's at least going to listen, man, and yeah. not make you feel like an idiot because that's what it's about. You don't want to make somebody feel, you know, dumb about it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. let, let the person say, what's going on, man? Don't laugh at them. Don't just listen. No matter yeah. how silly it sounds, don't get me wrong. I've heard some good ones. <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, it, there's a couple times they've had to go, oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, they're, they're talking about this. Yeah. But it's like, you know, just be, just don't be that person that, you know, like pushes somebody to some other thing. You know what I mean? Like, just be listening, be understanding. Absolutely. You know what? And again, you never know how much you help somebody. Because I can tell you now, there's people that have helped me immensely that would never know it yeah. unless I told them. You know what I mean? Just because they took that time, yeah, that couple of minutes to talk me down off the ledge, so to speak. You know, and and it was fine. Yeah. You know, and and you, you know, I just and that's that's absolutely what you do. You know, yeah. like if somebody calls you and says, "Hey, man, you know, okay, dude, well, you know, what's going on? You know, talk to me," and then you just. Just go from there, man. Yeah, it's, it's that's that's awesome that you you guys were able to do that, and that's that's the kind of friendships you know you want. You know, those are the kind of people you want in your life. Absolutely, people yeah. do care. absolutely. Well, and yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the only way you can—I don't want to say level up in life—I don't think that's a thing. But the only I way think to so. yeah, the only way to get better in life is having those people around you. I mean, Surround I know yourself with the right people. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Just like you were saying earlier, yeah. that's how you recovered. I mean, if you said you were—I think it was white knuckling—you said, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that said, was bad," and that's what I mean. You yeah. were trying to do. Oh, it all God. alone and it was bad and i know one thing i've learned is you need people you yeah, need people absolutely. around you to carry you to but to lift right you up people. the you right people. people oh yeah 
you tell them their problems, they're going to put you down about it. Like, oh, yeah. You need, people are going to help you no matter what. Oh, and yeah. getting into that, I just want to say, everybody deals with addiction about something at some point. Oh, yeah. Don't be afraid to reach out, even if it's 100%. to us. 100%. Our DMs are always, always open. open. Yep. There you go, man. Absolutely. If you, That's what's I up. mean, yeah, I, I, I feel... F- good giving my number to anyone i know absolutely our goal our goal is to to help people on this earth uh mike do you do you have social media at all i don't unfortunately okay. uh, no yeah, not unfortunately long... kudos to you brother <laughs> yeah no it's a good thing it's not a bad thing it's, here's the thing here's my take on social media i liked it until it got political yeah <laughs> oh absolutely. that's my biggest absolutely. problem that was that was when i had to ditch it when yeah it started getting too political is when i was like you know what man love you guys i connected with everybody i needed to i'm out <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. deleted that. I am done. And it was kind of a mixed blessing because I ended up, long story short, the guy who's n- my phone number now, the guy before on his Facebook, he won't change it. Dude. So I can't even get into My old account's gone anyway. The automatic, <laughs> I guess because of inactivity, they got rid of it, which is fine. I'm okay with it. But um, the only thing I miss is the pictures, honestly. Yeah. But... He wouldn't budge on the number thing. So I was like, okay, dude, whatever. So, but then I was like starting to see where it was going. Like, you know, the direction social media has been going. And I'm like, you know what, man? I'm like kind of okay with this, you know? Yeah, yeah it's I'm, smart. I'm kind of glad to be removed from it's it. It's smart. So. I know one thing him and I are working on is removing ourselves, but also while putting content out. Because I know the Absolutely. biggest oh, yeah. way, I mean, we, it's not how it used to be. You've lived a lot longer than us, so you've probably seen the evolution of oh, this. Oh, absolutely. But the only way you really reach anyone now is through the yeah. internet. I oh, know. Absolutely. Personally, I went years without social media. I know, you I said that. Years. It yeah. was great. It was great. But again, we're doing this business together, our podcast, yeah, we need to we, get that to social. promote it yes. some way. Because I know our well, goal yeah. is to help people. And right. the only if way we, we do separate that is by. Yeah, if we could separate it from work, from pleasure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Don't let the few ruin it for the many. That's all I'm going to say. Exactly. So, you know, you guys keep doing what you're doing. Just, you know, you you know who to look out for and, you know, all that stuff. Just leave it at that. You yeah. know what I mean? And, I, you know, that's the thing. But it, it's... Yeah, I don't. I, get I don't uh, do social media. But now, what I do is I do give out my number to people. Um, you know, so like new people at the meetings, or you know, if I hear somebody, you know, because a lot of people ask me. Yeah. You know, and there's a couple of people I've gotten friendly with. You know, and so um, yeah, I mean that's that's the thing, man. Be open, be available. Awesome, awesome. Well, if you guys want to reach Mike, ask one of us for his number. We we'd be kindly enough to give it yep. uh, <laughs> I have no him. problem with that yeah um, and then if you want to reach us it's just Matt D Lavity H-L-A-V-A-T-Y Vinny what's your social media dot stout on yeah. everything you yep you could go reach us there if you guys need anything reach out if any problem isn't too big for us and Absolutely. it's not saying we're here to solve them we're here to listen like you said because I think one of the biggest things in life is just listening to people yep. someone's there for exactly. you exactly all so, you gotta do exactly just be an open ear yep yep so thank you guys for listening to this podcast it, we really appreciate it Vinny you have any closing words no I just gotta say this is probably one of my favorite podcasts we've done so far honestly yeah yeah just thank you guys for listening it. continue sharing uh, I know th- the last few podcasts have done great we, we need you guys. We need you guys to share. We need you guys to spread our message for us because the only way we get out is if you share it. So, guys, please share it. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you guys on the next one.